Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. Thanks, Larry. I hope everyone listening will be able to walk this journey of leadership with us. Um, as we always say, Larry, the premise of this show is that everybody's leading something or someone, whether you're a parent leading your family, a coach leading a team, a team leading a few, or a CEO leading an organization. We're all on a path of being a leader, and that's our title. Do you want to get that? You know, the phone keeps ringing. You are so busy, huh? <laughs> uh, no, we're going to ignore that phone. Okay, okay. Epic, Epic moments, moments in leadership. leadership. Okay, here's the deal. I understand that you just went out and purchased for yourself a new automobile. I did, yes. And what did you get? Um, I got a very, you know, normal, very... Uh, normal? Yeah, it's a very... What do you, I would say it's not a flashy car. It's, it's, it's a very, you know, it's a good family vehicle. Uh, I got a Jeep Wrangler. That's Sahara. an off-road, yeah. baby. You're going in the sand dunes, right? Well, I have always wanted one. Yeah. And I'm, you know, realizing that the clock's ticking. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know. You had, uh, a, you had a fetish for a, a Mustang at, at one time, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I have plenty of car fetishes, but this is, uh, this is my current one, and uh, it's a lot of fun to drive. Well, it's a beautiful car, and I think we're going to put a picture up on the website right. for, for you, unless you don't want that published. Is, is that why you were taking a picture of That's me? That's why I, I took yeah. a picture of you. Yeah, I thought you, you were a you, little crazy. You but. can see him behind the wheel if you look closely at that picture. Yeah, I'm actually mid-conversation because I was on the phone. So. Right, right. But, of course, he wasn't driving. No, it was the, not. The car was not moving, no. Listen, okay, so we're in epic moments in leadership, and this is my story now. Okay, go ahead. Um I, you know, I just got out of a lease and I had a, you know, I had this issue of you in a lease and you don't want to go over the miles, right. you know, to pay the extra fees. Well, I turned the car in, in, in record time, in time that I wouldn't be spending any money on the mileage. And I had gone three months practically without getting a bill. Well, yesterday in the mail, I got a bill that said the disposition fee, you know, Okay. You turn the thing in, you got to pay X number of dollars. Well, someone had told me if I could call them and politely ask them if they would waive that fee, um, they might do that. Because really? I'd had two cars before this, you know, of the same brand. And I was kind of like a, uh, an, what, an honored customer, a loyal, loyal yes, customer. Yes. And so I called, and oh, the people on the phone. Can I mention the company? Sure. Well, if it, yeah, I guess you can. Well, the car was a Lexus, but Toyota Financial is who handled it. Okay. And they, the people on the phone were so courteous, so understanding, so nice. Of course, I went through three people to get to the right person. But that, that still, it was, please let us help you. We'll go ahead and do this. Um, finally, Cherie, who took care of me, came back on the phone and said, uh, sir, uh, you're actually going to get a refund. Oh, geez. <laughs> so now is it like a, like a life-changing refund? Are you? No, no, I'm not getting a new car with it. But, okay. you know, just that somehow I don't know where that's coming from. So maybe down the road we'll find out if I really get the refund. Right. But I just thought from a standpoint of management, these people have been trained well enough to handle the customer. That's... Well, well, I can tell you that because we said nice things about Toyota, we expect them to become a... A sponsor. Yeah, a sponsor. Absolutely. Well, I'd prefer the Lexus side. Okay. Well, you know, can yeah. we just take a Lexus instead? So now, did you get another car or... 
Are you carless? No, no, no. I, I went to a Chevy, Chevy, what is it? It's not a Lexus, clearly, because no, you can't remember the right. name. <laughs> <laughs> it's the midsize. It's the midsize Chevrolet. Um, okay, so everybody go buy a midsize Chevy. That's the name of the car. <laughs> that's a midsize. What is I can't think what it is. Hey, that's okay. It's Christmas dress. Right, so. right. But no one knew the difference that I got a different car because the last three cars I've had have all been white. I know. So everybody thinks I've still got a Lexus. Hey, there you go. <laughs> oh, please, Lexus, I'm... I don't have one. It's yes. I'm missing you. Yes. Yeah. Lexus are nice cars. Yeah, but I hate to say it, the Chevrolet has got some better technology than the, yeah. the Lexus. And the technology changes pretty quickly. For yeah. Sure. Well, you know, we appreciate them. Thank you very much. Uh, good leadership there at Toyota uh, Financial, and I appreciate it. Okay. So let's talk about Larry now. Today's show is going to be a little bit. It's it's a little bit more off the cuff. Well, but we first got to thank ACS Creative. Oh, geez. You, did thank you. Did you forget that? I, I did. I, I forget ACS Creative. They created our website, and That's you're right. going to be able to see Rocky's car on the website there as well. Yes. Do you, Do you want a picture of my car too? Yeah. Maybe sure. we should park side by side and have a. You know, like we're drag racing or something. Oh no, no. <laughs> yeah, you you probably would beat me. At, you know, Jeeps. It's a it can go high and it can go up a mountain. I don't know if it's very quick. Right. Well, so. that, that's good. Oh, by the way, I've got to go to Montana next week. Uh, could I borrow it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, i got to go up that mountain there. Yeah, and I won't charge much. It's a, it's a <laughs> small daily fee. But <laughs> yeah. so. What kind of mileage are you getting on that thing? Yeah, let's not talk about mileage. All right. Well, ACS hope. Creative created our website, and we really thank them for it. Yeah, they were great. Great to work with. Um, you know, the thing I appreciate the most is they really are conscious of budgets, and they don't play games with your money. They do brochures logos direct mail ad campaigns websites they don't play games with your money so contact acs creative on the website or on the internet at acs and you got to put creative and you'll get them right away yeah and the thing i would say too is if you're a podcast and you're you know like us of humble means and yes you're trying to maintain budgets but you need something professional I can tell you they're going to work with you, work within your budget, and uh, they're going to produce some superior work. They understand us. ACS Creative. So, Rocky, what is the uh, the, the subject for today's podcast? Yeah, so we are going to be – it's a little bit more off the cuff than, than normal, but I've had this idea for a while, and we decided to give it a, sh- a shot. So, mm-hmm. you know, most most every company has a mission statement or a vision statement, you know. right. And we think that's good, but we really think that um, if, if you're going to really involve your team, and that's what we're going to talk about. You know, we've talked before about creating a culture, and that's really what a mission statement and vision statement, you know, company values, that's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had a friend who told a story about he was consulting a company, and he asked them, well, do you have a mission statement? And they said, oh, yes, we do. And this was the high, high executives. Mm. And um, <laughs> the CEO said, you know, we had a 48-hour retreat and we crafted it together and it's a compelling vision. In fact, we have it painted on the other side of this wall here. And um, uh, he asked the next person, what's the mission statement? And that person didn't know it. So, uh. you know, a, a statement is only as, as good as your people remembering it. And... We're going to talk a lot about story today because that's 
that's the idea. The idea is that if you stop talking about mission or vision and you start inviting your team into a story that they can live, that they're going to be a lot more moved by that Mm -hmm. because people are moved less by a mission statement and much more by a narrative. So what makes a great story? Yeah, so let's talk about the elements of a great story. And and this plays out in almost... If you've seen a movie and you thought it was great, mm-hmm. this was probably the narrative. It, it's somebody or or a group of somebodies who want something and then a conflict that they have to overcome to get it. Now, you, you, what were some of the examples that you were yeah. talking about? Well, I mean, you think about like Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa, I mean, it, you know, great. Yeah. He wanted this and he had to overcome great adversity. Mm-hmm. Rudy. Um, One of know. my favorite movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. E- even Goonies. It was that group of kids. And what do they want? They wanted to stay living in that community. And they had to overcome this whole, you know, pirate, you know, ex, you know escapade in order to get it. Um, remember the Titans over and over again, all, all movies, all great stories have, have those components. So as a leader, how do you find something that people will want in a group? How do you put that all together? Yeah. Well, and I, and I think, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later too, but so, so as a leader, we need to find something that, that we as a group, you know, want, want to do. Uh, the point is the journey. It's not always about the goal. So people want want to go somewhere, they want to be taken somewhere, and a goal invites people into the story where they can help solve the problem. Ah, and, and so a, a mission statement is just more than a than a statement. Yeah, but it, oh, well, I'm getting it. So, I'm getting it. So if you can take your mission statement and then create a story from that uh, that that has a problem that they can come alongside and help you solve. Because, and people want to help solve problems. Yeah, and, and people really, most times, they'll go where you tell them to go, which mm. is pretty good. Um, most importantly, Larry, and, and this is kind of a learning that I've seen throughout my history, is if you don't lead them somewhere good, then a lot of times within an organization, someone else will lead them, and it, it may not be where you want them to go. In fact, it could be downright a bad, mm. bad, bad spot. Well, is this kind of what Patrick was talking about, Patrick Lacioni? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was talking about the the politician and the there's three types of people. That's right. Yeah, and, and some of them are downright dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And that was in the uh, ideal team player that right. book. Yeah, check that out. That's right. So again, a direction is better than no direction, and a direction that you create is better than uh, one that's created by somebody else who could have evil or ulterior motives. Mm. Because without a direction, there's a vacuum, a leadership vacuum form, a forms. And the point leader, when the point leader isn't leading or setting a direction, another leader is going to step up. And it's normally somebody, Larry, like you were talking about that politician. It's normally somebody who's prone towards being a leader anyways. Mm. Maybe it's somebody who has a vision for the organization and they can begin over time to actually become perceived as the leader. But they just may not have the right goal in yeah. mind yeah. to and, end the narrative. And again, it's not always bad. You know, sometimes it's it's a it's a fine goal, but it's but it's not the leader's goal mm-hmm. and it's always causes conflict between the real leader and the real leader's direction. So how so. do you get someone stronger? How do you, how do you get around that? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this because I you know, I wanted to pull out this if you look at at great leaders, people that we would consider great leaders, Lincoln, um, you know George Washington, 
if you look at a lot of their rhetoric and their speeches, it isn't that different than what Adolf Hitler said. Mm. It, it, you know, if you look at the key components, they're really around unifying a group of people around a common goal, around a common thing. The, the difference is, and we know this throughout history, is that Washington and Lincoln, they actually led people to a good goal and Hitler led people to a disastrous goal. But it, it still was leadership. So, it, you know, the, the, the fear here is that the better and the stronger that the group that you have around you, the more that somebody could step in if there's lack of direction. Mm. So the moment that you as a leader takes your foot off the gas, the moment that you get comfortable, somebody's going to step up and they're going to set the pace. The leaders behind you will lead. That's a constant and not always in the right direction. But isn't that something you want? You want the people behind you to lead. You want That's the people, what you're, you're setting them up for. Yeah, you want the people to, you want to, craft a great vision, a great goal, and then you want them to give give them autonomy within their sub-goal. Mm. But you don't always want them to create the goal. You know, they can come alongside and help. They can definitely help to achieve it. But a leader has to lead, and you have to set a goal. Okay, so in your story, in your store, what is your goal? Yeah, it's, it's make their story better. And what does that really mean? So... Uh, you know, we've talked about this a little bit where we could talk about the the tenements of, of a restaurant are good food, fast, good service, but that's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. The fact of saying making story stories better, I'm not necessarily telling them how to do that. I'm telling them, here's our goal, and hey, it's going to be tough. Sometimes we're going to fall on our face. Sometimes we're going to fail, but we still want to achieve it. Mm. So you have to worry a less about setting a wrong goal mm. because there's something worse than having a goal and that's not uh, having any goal at all. Right. So the a goal that's not entirely the right, the perfect goal is still better than no goal. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, uh, let's give you an example here. Okay, that's what I, I like examples. So Nick Saban, uh, I think it was last year, national championship. You're always talking football. Well, and I'm always talking Saban because he's probably one of the greatest well, leaders yeah, of our time. But yeah. So most of us remember the national championship game, but in case we don't, uh, they were being soundly beaten by Georgia at halftime. And Nick Saban made a, a decision that most leaders would not do. He decided to sit his starting quarterback. Now, this uh, this quarterback wasn't a scrub. No. This quarterback, I think, had gone something like 29-2. and two. I, He was a good quarterback. Right. In fact, he probably could have started anywhere else in the country. But mm-hmm. Saban benched him for a freshman named Tua. Tua led them back and led them to victory, and they won a national championship. So, okay, that's fine, but... Everybody expected Jalen Hurt, the quarterback that was benched, to move. Yeah, to move. He could have started probably almost anywhere else. There were schools that would have clamored for him. Um, he definitely would have started right away probably. Mm-hmm. But Saban, he sat there and, and he said, hey, listen, if you stay here, you're going to get better NFL training here than anywhere else. Even not playing at Alabama you're going to learn more about how to be an NFL quarterback 
than you would going to another school and starting. And he just kept saying, stay with us. Just stay with us. So mm-hmm. he, he gave him a goal. And I think a lot of people would have said it was the wrong goal, maybe. But it was a goal. And, and to everybody's surprise, he stayed. Jalen Hurt stayed. Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward to the this most year. recent. Yeah, so it's the championship game in the SEC conference. Most people believe that the SEC is the best conference in the country. So, you know, you could you could say maybe these are the two best teams in the country playing for the championship. And on the line, if Georgia wins, they're going to the college playoffs. And Georgia looks fantastic. And they are ahead in the game when Tua goes down. He gets hurt, and guess who steps in? Hunt. Uh, hurt. Hurt. Yeah, Jalen Hurt steps right in, uh, and he leads them back. It's it's almost the exact opposite of what happened to him a year ago. He leads Alabama back, and they win the game, and Alabama gets in the college playoffs, and Georgia gets uh, goodbye. Nice to know <laughs> you. Yeah. So Saban was putting those goals out there and letting him yeah. know. Saban gave him a direction. He... He, he led, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, what I've noticed is that it's even worse for people that are believers because sometimes we spend way too much time looking for a perfect goal. Mm. And I think that's because the bot, you know, in the Bible, God did have, spe- you know, specific plans for some people. Right. You know? I mean, we talk about, you know, the donkey speaking, you know, that mm. was a clear direction. Right. You know? uh, we, we know that there was a burning bush with a Moses a, a clear direction. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that there's been various times when the angels came down and spoke to man and said, Hey, do this. Um, you know, so I think as Christians, as leaders, we're saying we're waiting for our burning bush. Right. But outside of those three, where there was a clear goal, the rest of the time, many other people in the Bible and definitely what we see in many, many times in life, we're kind of left to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of cool. We actually have a tremendous amount of latitude in our own personal story. You know, we don't have full control over the story, but we do have some control over our story. And, and the Bible does set out kind of a goal in this merit, yeah. narrative of what we should be doing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, because the narrative is do good, do well, you know, mm-hmm. love God, love others. So that gives you the basic framework. Um, but... Uh, it, there is some latitude. So, again, we have to be less concerned about the exact right goal and more concerned about having a goal. Mm. So, and, and I'm going to talk about this, too, now. So we all know about Viktor Frankl. Hmm. Larry, do you know who Viktor Frankl is? What did he write? So he, well, he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, and it was based, he was a psychologist, but it was based on things he learned while surviving the concentration camps mm. in World War II. And then after World War II, after he uh, got a chance to really see what motivated people and what kept people alive and, and, and made people happy, he then, uh, after the war, went and was um, a psychologist uh, in Korea. And they had a, or I'm sorry, in, I think it was Vietnam, and they had a tremendous problem with suicide. Hmm. Just an absolute. And so what he found was that he could stop this depression that was leading to suicide and he could help people feel fulfilled. How did they do that? He, he found three things that, that we need. Okay. So, number one, we need a project to work on. Okay. 
Mm -hmm. Secondly, we needed a redemptive perspective of our own suffering. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing was we needed close, unconditional relationships. We basically needed people that accept us as we are. Okay. So So as a leader, are you inviting people into this or? Yeah. Remember, you know, you talk about a project to work on. Well, Mm -hmm. that's a direction. Again, even a wrong direction is still a direction. Mm Mm-hmm. And then as you're talking to the people, you're saying, hey, we're going to have some setbacks. It's going to be hard, but we're going to prevail. And then thirdly, you're going to create a community where people are known and loved and where they feel safe. Okay. So so how do you do this in business? So as a business person, uh, you have to really ask these questions, and then you have to help answer them for your team. Okay. What are the questions? So the first one is, where are we going? The second would be, why does this matter? What's at stake? So, you know, if you're a church, it's an easy one. Hey, people are depressed. People have no hope. And we're going to step in and we're going to give them a hope and a reason to live, mm-hmm. which is the gospel. Mm-hmm. And then the third one would be, what is your role? So why are they important in this place that we're going? Okay, so let's back that up to your business. Where are you going? Right. Well, how, how do you answer that? And so it could be anything. I mean, it could be, hey, we want to be the best drive through in the country. And that may or may not be possible. But again, it's this is where we're going to go. And hey, Larry, I know that you're the only one that can do this. So so here's what we're trying to accomplish. People come here. They're super hungry. They are having a super stressful day. They're running their kids from this to that, to school, to practice. Everybody's in a hurry. They're trying to get home and get some sleep. And you get a chance to walk into that environment and satisfy them and make their day better. So that's, that's what matters. Yeah, that's what matters. So you want to, you're going to be the fastest, best drive-through. That's right. But the reason why you're doing that. We want to satisfy the guests. We want to make the... Uh, we want to give them a bright spot in an otherwise crazy, hectic day. Okay, so why why is it important? Yeah, and that's it. And I think more importantly then you're saying, and here's your role in it. So I can't do that if you don't do this. Mm. If you're not producing food at a quick pace, if mm-hmm. you're not um, you know, a, uh, uh, handling the customers quickly, we can't. So if, if you see, it's kind of a simple thing, but... You know, it's really about the power of words and us using our words, um, which, you know, if you look at it, every single thing, every great company, every great country, every great uh, uh, victory, it's it all has been built on words. So we know that words have power. Hmm. So, And as Christians, uh, we literally believe that God spoke the world into existence. So pretty important here. So let's talk about those three again. Uh, Victor Frankl said that you have to give people a project to work on. Uh, You have to help them have a redemptive perspective of their suffering. And you have to create a community where they feel uh, loved and accepted. And then in the business world, we would say you have to craft these. You have to help answer these three questions. Where Where are we going? Why does it matter? What's at stake? And then what is that person's role and why is it important? Another lesson from Rocky here on a server's journey, learning how to serve. That is fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Larry. Now, uh, we're going to move to the next session section of the program as we move to the next 
we're going to go back to what year was this? Oh, because no. you, see, this yeah, you, you like to embarrass me with. These, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to embarrass you this time because you know all these answers. Yeah, okay. This year, okay. The first question is what. The Last Emperor won the Best Picture of the Year at the 60th Annual Academy Awards, and Cher won Best Actress for Moonstruck. Okay, so that so so this what was year? this was the eighties. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. And, okay, now this next one. Okay, you don't want to. You want to. Okay, you're. In, yeah, I, yeah. I need a second one for okay, sure. It's an over under, but you're in the right. You're in the right decade. Republican uh, George Bush Senior. And Democratic Michael Dukakis hardly win the New York presidential primaries. Hardly win? Hardly win. Handily. Hardly. You think it's handily? I think so. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean... Your glasses are better than mine. I think what you're saying is that Michael Dukakis and George Bush Sr., that... That, it was in the news. We they were hardly that. presidents. Maybe, right. So. Okay. So what year was that? That was that okay. was just in the news. So I, I'm going to say it has to be 89. Oh. So it has to be 88. It was 88. Okay. Congratulations. Right. Look at that. I got one. You got one. And, and only two uh, two guess or two uh, clues. Two clues. Very, hey. very good. I'll take that. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do this to you once. You oh. Know? Yeah, I'm gonna do, you keep threatening, but well, I, I never I'm gonna, see. I'm going to do one on uh, early 2000s rap music. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. I know that. Oh. I know all of that by heart. Exactly. Just like that song, uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside, right? Oh, geez. You want to get into that controversy, so, huh? So I had an argument with my daughters about Baby, It's Cold Outside. No. I did, yeah. In fact, we were... Um, it was shocking. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a terrifying argument in its uh, absurdity because... They really, I mean, really believe <laughs> that that song is a bad song, and you know it's one of my favorites. So and I and, and I've believe. seen these on the Facebook thing. You know, the, the the liners have they? And has anybody turned the radio on lately? Yeah, you know, comparatively speaking. Oh yeah, I, I think I, I've heard some rap songs. I've heard some regular songs that are pretty insulting toward women and demeaning. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think "Baby It's Cold Outside." Yes, you know, crazy thing. It was it was written by a married couple, right, in the middle of the summer. Yeah, yeah. When and, these and, and winter the, songs were written, what was it in the forties or? In yeah, the, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's. I don't even know if there were date rape drugs in the forties. No, I don't know so, either. But yes. well, anyways, yeah. we, we digress. <laughs> you know, I think we're getting relaxed here. Is that what it is? Added server's journey. Well, we're definitely getting controversial. Okay. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us here on A Server's Journey, and especially ACS Creative for being with us, helping us with the website. So, Rocky, until next time, I'm your ever-faithful companion, Larry. Now, yeah. give me a give me an if or one of those things. Yeah, you're, uh, you're my guacamole to my taco. Does that work? I'll take, I'd rather be the taco, but... Okay, you be the taco. Hey. <laughs> Anyways, we're all on this journey, and you know, as always, we believe that it's uh, how you serve in that role, and that's why every week we share with you a server's journey. And I'm Rocky DeStefano. Thanks for joining us, and together we're becoming better leaders.